Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon. I am Joseph M. Smith, the host of Tech Niche Tips podcast, where we help people break into tech, not just to get in there, but to also scale from there. Every week, I'll be having new episodes where I either talk from my own personal experiences or I share with my friends and people that I met along the way that have great tips and tricks, not only, again, to help you land a job in tech, but to help you scale from there. Join me on the Tech Niche Tips podcast. Until next time, I hope to see you on the other side. Stay tuned for more. I'm yonged out. (laughs) I have too much yong in my system, and so therefore I might be a great multitasker, and that's why I never sleep. Welcome back to the Homework Show. My name is Joy Andrews. I'm an acupuncturist feng shui consultant, and I also bring in astrology to my work and do some consultations with this work too. And I love having conversations with my co-host, Charlene. Charlene, tell us who you are. Thanks, Joy. I'm Charlene Turner Bryant, and I am all things related to people. I'm a career strategist, an executive coach, a mentor, a thought partner, HR professional with lots of years of experience. And I love bringing the home and work elements into our discussion, bringing the physical with our logical and our everyday work experiences. Our last podcast was just a phenomenal one. I I can't wait to dive in today because today we're with one of our founding community members that was on our earlier show And we're so glad that she is able to come back and be with us today. You guys are in for a special treat. She is not just a phenomenal person. You'll hear it in her voice. You'll hear it in what what she's in her message, but just a voice of encouragement. So Joy, introduce our, our, I think she was our first community member or, or close to our first community member. So go ahead and introduce her so our audience could get to know her a little more. I think you're right. This is our first returning guest, Lisa Turner Harper of lisaturnerharper.com. <laughs> Lisa is one of our favorite joyful, wise people. And I remember last time we were talking about feng shui together. And uh, Lisa has a lot of other wisdom. So we wanted to bring her back. And she is a friend of ours, longtime friend of both of us. And she uh, works on all kinds of things. She's one of those women who has many irons in the fire. And one of the things I love about Lisa is that she, in keeping with our last few um, podcast episodes where we talked about journaling, Lisa keeps notes on her phone about all her ideas and inspiration, uh, inspirations that come through her. And so we were together a few weeks ago and she pulled up her phone full of these inspiration ideas and she said I've got all these thoughts we could have podcast episodes about these and I said yes let's do it and so Lisa tell us a little bit about yourself from your own words 
Joy, thank you so much for that wonderful introduction. And Charlene, it's so great to be here with you. We are excited been, to have you here. Yeah, it's been, it feels like a long time since I've been here, but you guys have done such great things uh, with the podcast and with the messages and how you are able to help the community and you are truly making a difference. And so I am just proud to be a part of this friendship and this podcast. So thank you so much for having me. And Joy, I think that you've described me perfectly. I call myself a chameleon sometimes uh, because I do have my hands in so many different pots, but it is who I am because I am a woman who loves to help. And in that helping, I feel that a lot of my skill sets are able to rise to the surface in order to help, if you will. And, and you help in so many fronts. I mean, yes, government yes. contracting, being a professor, being a coach, um, a mentor to women, a mentor and a really key community member in so many aspects of your life, to your family, you know, to all different um, aspects of your your life in many different states and countries. So that's right. We're happy to have you as part of our little community here. Love it, love it. And what what thing about about Lisa is she is a connector. Not only a I call her the the C the C and the C. She's a collaborator and a connector. If you ask Lisa for something, she's going to connect you with somebody or she's going to collaborate with you to make it happen. So we are mm -hmm. so glad, Lisa, that you can come back on the show. We are excited. So Lisa brought a great topic to today's podcast, and we want to jump in. Um, receiving. Receiving. So let's go ahead and dive into that topic, Lisa. Yeah, absolutely, Charlene. So as I was thinking, and as I think about my life, I am a giver hands down a giver. So if a need comes up, as you just indicated, Sherlyn, I'm a connector and a collaborator. So that is how I give. And so with that giving, as I continue to grow older, I realized that I really didn't know how to receive. And so when we talk about receiving, what that means to me is, is that I oftentimes, what, what I became aware of is that oftentimes I'm so busy giving when someone does want to give to me, I don't know how to accept it. And so I began to really think about that. And when we were born and as children, that's who we are. We, 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 we receive because our parents are there to care for us. That's receiving. We are being taught in school as we grow up. That's receiving. And so at what point in our lives, in my life, did I forget how to receive? You know, you said a couple of things there. I'll jump in, Joy. There's a couple of things that when you even started the word receiving, I just wanted to feel like what was what rose up in my body. Right. And guess what it was? A little mm. bit of pushback, a little bit of resistance. Just when you mm. said that word receiving. Right. And so I wonder how many people have that kind of gut reaction or initial reaction 
you know, when someone is trying to give you something or say something mm-hmm. or do something for you. So that's mm-hmm. what that's what came up for me just as I was listening to you in that quick moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and when you brought up receiving, I thought about how common of a challenge that is for people to receive and um and that's really an interesting way that you put it of when did we stop receiving? Yeah. Because I haven't thought about that aspect of it. Of, of When did that change from being a receiver to a giver? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, as simple as something like, and it happens all the time. I know I do it to people all the time, but it happens all the time when someone goes, oh, that's a beautiful dress you have on. Or, oh, your hair is beautiful today. So that's a compliment, but also it is a way for us to receive. And so when we're able to truly receive, we should be able to just simply say, thank you. But what often happens is, is that we go twirling around in our head and we go, well, this dress, this whole thing, this, you know, or really my hair, I had so much trouble with my hair today. So just a simple element in terms of being able to receive a compliment. How hard is that for us sometimes? Mm-hmm. Right. Wow, Lisa, you're hitting You're coming out. You're coming out the box hitting hard on this. But you, you're right. It. I, I am without words right now. And I know. I'm, I'm piecing it apart in my head. I'm like pulling apart all the psychology right. about why this is, because I think there's a little bit of trauma response of, um, oh, my gosh, all of a sudden the attention is on me. What do I do with that? And it just points to this underlying feeling of unworthiness, you know, of um, not me. I'm not good enough. I'm not I'm not whole enough. I'm not beautiful. I'm not worthy, you know? And so what you're pointing to is so deep that (laughs) it is a little bit, uh, robbing my speech too, because I'm like, Oh my gosh, where do we even start? And, um, I was thinking that it's, it, it, it's from a different couple angles too, because it's not only receiving from other people. Um, it's also from ourselves, You know, like, when do we give ourselves very much? When do we ever give ourselves compliments? When do we ever give ourselves, you know, it's almost like we sneak a treat in here and there and we try Uh and sneak it like it's sort of undercover, like we're going to get our retail therapy or we're going to stuff our faces when nobody's looking. (laughs) It's like our version of receiving yeah, guilty. Look at that term, guilty pleasure. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. never like we go out of our way to um, give to ourselves. And I think that also goes to um, our upbringing or restrictions on us, whether it's religious, whether it's gender-based, patriarchal, whether it's, you know, traumatic upbringing. I think there's some important things that could have been imposed on us when we were growing up of that's selfish or who do you think you are? You know, going first, get to the back of the line, serve everybody else first. You know what I mean? 
Mm-hmm. So I think there's some of that is ingrained in we were taught how to be good kids or mm-hmm. good citizens. But then there comes a certain point where we internalize that and then um, giving to ourselves even it doesn't come first, mm-hmm. first nature. Yeah. Yeah. And so as you were saying all that joy, I was listening and I was like, wow, this is when Lisa brought the topic receiving, I didn't see the multifacetedness of this discussion and then the different aspects of it and where can all of that come from. Lisa, tell us tell us a little bit more about your your journey around going from a giver, I'm not saying stopping and a giver, because I know you're not, because mm-hmm. you know, you, you that's just not who you are, mm-hmm. but put what what puts you on this discovery around or this notion around receiving and and how you're receiving it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Charlene, that's a great question. So, you know, I think about a couple of layers of this. And so the first layer that I think about is it really is all about. Um, perhaps for me, it comes from two different areas where my needs being met. Right. When I think about my needs being met. So maybe I wanted something and I didn't get it. Or if I got it, it was something that I didn't want. Mm-hmm. So therefore, that probably cut me off from receiving. I'm going to mm-hmm. stop there and let you think about that for a second. Right? right. Yes. <laughs> yes. And so, and, so, and so where that translates for me is as a woman and as a woman in my family, I can do for myself whatever I need to do. So therefore... You know, if somebody does give something to me, it's like, well, I can, you don't have to give me that. I can do that myself. So it's different layers, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Can, can, can I jump in right now? Please. This, this was brought to my attention in my, fam- my family of women, you know, on my mother's side and even on my dad's side. And my, my first cousin and I were talking and we said, we had such strong women in our lives that showed us that they didn't need anyone to do anything for them that they couldn't do for themselves or that they're going to do for themselves. When they were getting, even, even if they needed help, they weren't going to ask for help. If they, if the, their husbands weren't doing it, they were going to do it in spite of the husbands not doing it. And we both stopped and we like, Wow how that was passed down to us and how fatigued we are from just keep doing and doing and doing for others and not letting it come back this way. Go Lisa, keep going. Cause you, you, go, <laughs> keep going. Cause this, you get deep. What a, rev- what a revelation. I mean, I was like, you know, I was, I admire my aunt, mom and my aunts and you know, the strength that they had. And I was like, I'm going to keep that going. But I think what you said something, Lisa, I think it cut us off from that, the reciprocal nature of what we were putting out. That's right. That's right. Um, um, you know, you say nature, it, it's natural. It's yin and yang. Mm-hmm. So, so as much as you give, you have to receive just as much. Yeah. Right. And so we're out of balance when we're not doing that. So the yin and the yang are not balanced. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah, Joy, so talk to us about that yin and yang and how that happens, getting out of balance. <laughs> well, I'm thinking about the, um, 
those strong women who birthed the feminist movement, you know, and then how it got to, we got to start hearing comments from men being like, oh, you don't want me to open the door for you. I got it. Oh, you don't want me to pick up the groceries. I got it. You know what I mean? There, there became this whole trend in the nineties of women, like what you're saying of strong women had strong little girls who were growing up and getting their jobs for themselves and going to college and all that kind of stuff. And so that, um, became, and to your point, Charlene, of, um, of being so strong that they're burnt out. You know, how many women are burnt out from doing all the things and giving, giving so much now. And so I see that in the treatment room and what I call that is yin deficiency. Really it's, there's actually, you know, like adrenal fatigue. We have this term for different kind of terms for when somebody has um, fatigue symptoms um, or to the point where their body can't naturally replenish themselves, replenish their fluid, replenish their sleep. Um, and that is like a deficiency of yin. And yin is the receptive energy, right? It is the receiving energy. It is the feminine energy. And everybody has yin. It doesn't matter what your gender is. It's an aspect of that receiving receptiveness. Um, and it's very um passive also it's not pushing it's not yang is very directed it's action oriented it's structure it's it's daylight sunlight it is activity and yin is moonlight it is darkness it is softness it is stillness it is it is the in-between state too you know it is the void and so that aspect it's it's sort of aligns with like how the generations have been evolving lately because we've also all evolved to be more productive in general you know workaholics and how many um tasks can we multitask to do at the same time you know where it's something that we put on our resumes you know i'm a multitasker uh you know you should just write on there i i'm yonged out I have too much yang in my system. And so therefore I might be a great multitasker and that's why I never sleep. Yeah. You know, Joy, that, um, that aspect that you just brought up, I really didn't think about that because when we think about our bodies and being tired, it, it reminds me of, you know, I, I say all the time, Oh, I can do all, do it all. And I can sleep and, and all of that, but really, when we are out of balance, and in this scenario that we're talking about now, when I give and I give, I think I'm okay until it shows up somewhere in my body. And if I'm not aware of that, I don't know that it's happening. And yeah. um, so, you know, so that's 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 huge, you know. Um, yeah. yeah. And there there comes a point, I think, when um, there's receiving and and I think women can also on the passive side hold that in or be resentful about not feeling helped in life. And so we keep waiting to receive or keep waiting to receive the right thing, the mm-hmm. right form of help or the right person or the right job or the right whatever. 
And instead of asking for help, which is a little bit of a, of putting yourself out there, it is a little bit young to put yourself out there so that you can receive or saying, you know, I've got this idea. Can I get some help? I've got this request. Can I get some help? Can I receive, you know, making a request to receive is a whole it's a whole nother aspect of receiving rather than just waiting resentfully. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. As I was listening to both of you talk about the yin and the yang, you know, I could see how when I, I am so focused on giving out that I feel depleted. Right. And so many people probably are walking around feeling depleted, but still giving out. And not really taking the time to stop and replenish themselves or to your point, Lisa, you said you listen to your body, mm-hmm. right? Your body was telling you that. Mm-hmm. And so when when your body was telling you that, in what ways was it telling you? And that so that people can start maybe sensing and joy too. This is for you because I know you see it in the treatment room, you know, where does this show up when you have sort of neglected, mm-hmm. you know, the aspect of of receiving. Mm-hmm. I would say for me, and, and, and again, this is an awareness that keeps evolving uh, and it is a new awareness uh, to some degree. Um, I will talk about later my wake up call and how I really began my journey on, of, of learning to um, actually receive, but to your question and to your point now, Charlene, how does it show up in my body? Well, for me, oftentimes I'm one of those individuals who, not that I don't take time to listen to my body, but sometimes I don't know what I'm listening to. And so what that means is I don't know what I don't know, right? But most recently, as recent, actually as yesterday, what I came to realize is how it shows up for me is, so I say, um, I need, I go to bed late right? Um, I stay up late, I go to bed late. And then I say that I need my sleep, so I'll sleep in. But really that sleeping in is more about the fact that my body is deplenished and I'm not getting the correct nutrients or whatever I need for my body to to really be in balance. And Mm -hmm. and Joyce spoke about adrenaline glands and adrenaline and things like that. Uh, those those medical technical terms that I may not necessarily know, uh, but but it affects me emotionally. So we talk about it. It translates back to our emotions, and it translates back to even our mental health, right? So deep down, mm-hmm. really, that sleep for me is probably more about I have like really overcompensated for myself, and it has translated into me trying to get back to balance and me trying to get back to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I also see that in the treatment room as um, exactly like what you're saying, Lisa, is I don't know how to listen to my body or I don't know what I'm listening for. And I see that as tension in people's bodies. So even, you know, somebody books an appointment to come in for acupuncture treatment, they're laying on the treatment table and I'm about to put some points in or take their pulses and they try and help me. (laughs) 
You know what I mean? So some people can have a hard time receiving an acupuncture treatment or receiving a massage. You know, they're like trying to give me their wrist or they're trying to like put their leg out so that I can reach their leg. You know, like it's so hard for me to do, you know, and they're trying to help me out and it actually gets in the way. Uh, like it's actually a little more dangerous when they're trying to (laughs) help me, but, but it's whole, it's like tension. So it's like their body is like at command on the treatment table. And so their muscles are not in a jello mold (laughs) way because, you know, they showed up on time and they've got to get their treatment so they can get back to pick up their other things in their life. (laughs) So it's like this pit stop. I like to call myself like one of those, um, pit stop engineers like in the race car track where you know i put the new tires back on yeah <laughs> and refill somebody with gas but I, so i think a practice is good that is like book appointments like that like a massage or uh you know even like getting your nails done there's an active receive it like can you actually just allow it to happen or are you controlling the process so there's another thing in there of like controlling as an aspect of of trying to regain sovereignty in our life, trying to heal trauma in our life of things done to us. Mm -hmm. So therefore we try to control back, control the world. You know what I mean? So even in these appointments, sometimes people are wanting to control the experience rather and allowing is, is really difficult sometimes, you know, Mm -hmm. you think about that in terms of controlling So to to kind of unpack the earlier question Lisa posed to us at the beginning that took both of our words out of our, out of our mouths was when did it start? When do we notice it happening? Right. I hope that as people are listening, that they're pointing to something in their life, you know, where they stop receiving. If people are great receivers, it seems like on the other end, you know, they get judged and criticized, right? If they, love get, being, re, you know, the receivers of things. Oh, and show excitement and joy. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. You know? And so it's, it's sort of like that yin and yang, right? Where you have to find that kind of harmonious point in terms of being able to receive graciously, authentically, um, sincerely. When you mentioned the nails, it was funny. I was getting my, my Medicare and pedicure today. And I was, she was trying to massage me and she was sitting, I was like, five minutes. That's all you're going to get. Charlene, stay in the moment. Don't get, don't worry about the time. Just stay in the experience. It was so hard to kind of receive the experience, right? Because something else distracted, distracted Mm -hmm. me in that, in that experience. So, but Lisa, talk to us about, you know, this new awareness and where, where it's, where it's taking you. How did you get there? And then where it's taking you? Yeah, sure, Charlene. Thank you so much for that. So it was a wake-up call simply by a friend who would give me things that I wouldn't buy for myself or I wouldn't ordinarily even think about. And I would go, well, I don't need that. And then finally, the person said to me, well, Lisa, you may not need it, but I want to give it to you. And so at that moment, I was like, oh, you know, like this person is really trying to give me something and I'm doing the Lisa Lisa. I'm going, I don't need it. 
I don't want you to give to me. I don't want to receive it. So finally, I had to soften. That's how, that's what I call it. I softened. And as I softened, I realized that that was happening in other parts of my life as well. So I began to be aware and to notice. And so some of the other practice items that I began to do as well, if somebody compliments me, I simply say, thank you. I don't think about in my head, if it does come up, I go, okay, I hear you, but I'm not going to allow you. So I simply say, yes, my hair is beautiful. Thank you so much. (laughs) But really, it's the simple thank you. So accepting compliments. I think that we should practice that. We should be aware of it and simply say thank you when someone gives you a compliment. And it sounds like a challenge. (laughs) It is. It really is. It really is because, you know, we want to say other things and, and it's a compliment. And so we should just simply say thank you. Let's practice right now. (laughs) Well, Lynn, your makeup is very beautiful today. Thank you. Okay, that wasn't that wasn't authentic and sincere. That was that was a response. No, that was that was doing the assignment. That was a do the assignment response. You just caught yourself. I just caught myself doing the assignment response. (laughs) Okay, come back to me. Okay, Lisa, go to go to Joy. I love your hair today. It is always beautiful. Wait, was that both of us? No, that was Joy. (laughs) That was to you, Joy. Oh, so we can see ourselves on this. We're on this online studio, so we can see ourselves. So we get this cheat sheet of being able to give each other winks and smiles. Thank you. I received that. <laughs> see? <laughs> well, Charlotte, I see that um, you really have some nice pictures and artwork um, in your background. It's very beautiful and very complimentary of you. <laughs> Did you feel it? Like you know, I, I feel Lisa's words. I can so... Look, another thing you don't know about Lisa is that she does voiceovers. Mm-hmm. So whenever Lisa speaks, it is very complimentary of your room. And I was like, go, Lisa, to, to the point where I forgot that. I was supposed to be saying, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Now receive it. Now, this points some points to something that I think um, different people have different have difficulty receiving in different ways because of our different kinds of love languages, Mm -hmm. right? So you've heard about the five love languages. What is it? Yes. Acts of service, Mm -hmm. gifts, words of kind words, words of affirmation, physical quality time. Mm -hmm. And so to your point of getting gifts, you know, a friend was giving you things. Mm -hmm. I don't know what your love language, if that's a right match, it is you not know? the last. It's it's the last of the five for me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> time so, is my number one. You just call me and spend time with me. <laughs> but is it is it your your bottom five because you you don't you know because of the way in which you were thinking about how to receive 
I don't think because it's in my bottom five too. Yeah. You don't have to give me gifts. If you can do some acts of service, we we're good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my love tank go right. up, up, up. Yeah. So really, so really, yeah. And you bring up a good point. Um, the book is by Gary Chapman called "The Five Love Languages." You know, I we highly recommend it, even though they're not giving us any sponsorship yet. <laughs> um, but because knowing that about your friends, knowing that about your your um, who you're in relationship with, it's that whole notion of giving and receiving, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And married. we often give what we think are love languages. That's right. right? It, and yes. So and then we may not read the room of if it's landing or not. And sometimes you're paired with the person, a partner, mm-hmm. or even, you know, in a family or in a friend situation, and you keep wanting to give them mm-hmm. the thing you love, and it's not quite landing. But, but so there's the giving aspect, but the watching yourself receive all of those things. Like, mm-hmm. can yes. you receive words of affirmation? That, that apparently was very difficult, Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> But I can say them. <laughs> I can I can give them out all day long. <laughs> but you know that leads to also uh, joy. What you're saying, as well as what I think about another thing that I think about now, when it comes time to receiving, is that I think about the other, and I think about the divineness in that other, right? Mm. In terms of you know their their ability to want to give to me. And so I then look at that person. I, I take time to really notice that person and, and, and take in as to who that person really is. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Because then that's, that's a, another aspect of the receiving you get to miss is the, the joy and excitement of watching that person give to you. Mm-hmm because you're so focused on, you know, propelling it back and pushing it away or minimizing or really not being authentic in the moment, right? right. And, and, and doing that. Oh, wow. Right. Yeah, that's a good point that it does feel good to give, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it almost feels better when somebody is like joyfully, gleefully accepting what you're giving them, mm-hmm. regardless of what it is, yeah. you know, and then it's such a, a dead feeling when somebody's like, Mm-hmm. Thanks. Yeah. Right. Bye. Right. Yeah. <laughs> when they're not appreciative, or when they, you know. No, and and it go and it goes back to like if we if we bring the workplace piece into this is people are looking for authentic compliments, authentic recognition. They're looking for their manager or their peers to just recognize them for the small things that they do, right? And so. What I'm, I, what I'm seeing, I'm seeing managers of others being are burnt out because they probably are feeling like they're giving out, giving out, giving out, and it's not coming back even, or may be coming back, but they're not focused on it in the compliments that their 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 team members are giving them, mm, right? Absolutely. Um, recently, there was a there was a, a leader that he just burnt out, burnt out, just done, spun out. Go re, go recharge yourself. Go recharge yourself. And so it, it is, it's everywhere, right? It's the giving and receiving is at work, it's at home, it's in our, it's right now. I mean, we're giving so much to each other right now in this conversation, right? I'm going, yeah, this is, this is, this is what I needed to, to have today, a conversation about this. And it's so good to, to, to really stop and reflect 
about yourself in this, right? See mm-hmm. yourself in this conversation. Like, where do you see mm-hmm. yourself in the spectrum of giving? Where you see yourself in the spectrum of receiving, right? Mm-hmm. Where do you, and it's just interesting to reflect upon that for a moment because that's one thing we don't give ourselves enough time is reflection time. Mm-hmm. And I think what you're saying, um, it takes self-care to receive either way. So there's not only good receiving, there's difficult receiving, you know, to your point of if, if, a, if a colleague is burnt out and you have to provide feedback or direct instruction to say, we need you to leave and go refill your tank. Or if somebody gives you constructive feedback, you know, in a performance review, or if a friend or family member is trying to be direct with you, receiving that can also be really painful, you know? So in the same way, we sometimes might reject that or put up a red flag. And it's the same thing as listening to our bodies. Sometimes we hear pain points or feel pain points Mm -hmm. and it's painful and we just reject it. We just ignore it, push it down. And sometimes that information, that feedback loop, whether it's externally or internally can sometimes be really valuable. You know, sometimes it's a warning sign to say, go fill your tank or, you know, that, that pointing you back to yourself. So either way can be difficult of receiving good compliments or bad compliments can take some self-reflection, like what you're saying and processing it out, journaling about it, taking it to therapy, talking it through, really examining like, why is this difficult for me? And can I be soft with myself? Can I soften into it, like what you're saying, Lisa, and see where else is this happening in my life? You know, what do I need? Yeah, absolutely. So, mm-hmm. so talk to us, Lisa, a little bit more about your journey. You've gone from awareness to now softening mm-hmm. to where, where are you now? Yeah. So I am now practicing gratitude. I am grateful when someone gives something to me. I receive it with open arms. I'm even joyful about it because I'm like, oh, you saw a need in me that I didn't even see, right? Or you thought this was beautiful enough for me to behold and have. So right now I'm just grateful and my arms are open and I am embracing everything that comes to me. Oh, I like that, Lisa. Mm-hmm. I, I see Lisa opening up with an, in the open posture. She practices yoga. What, Joy, what's that move you guys do in yoga where you're like your arms tree out? Pose. Tree pose. Let's all do a tree pose right now because I want to open up the portal of receiving. Yeah, or even heart opening poses, you know, just stretching yes. your arms out, stretching your arms up and out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To yeah. open rather than close. Go ahead, Lisa. Yeah, there's just one more. Take it one step further. Go on. No, just one additional thing that I read from, um, I realized that I read it some years ago from uh, uh, Christine Northrup. Northrup. How do you say her name? Uh, Christine Northrup. Yes, yes. Um, um, It's something that she wrote, and it's called a change me prayer. And so I thought that that was brilliant. 
And and actually, most recently, I sent it to my family members, my female family family members, and they thought, oh, wow, that's good. So I just like to share it with you guys. I have it here. And, um, mm-hmm. and actually, it's from um, a book that's entitled Change Me Prayers by Tosha Silver. And that's T-O-S-H-A. And the last name is Silver, as in silver. And it goes this way. I will add a few words of my own in here. Divine Beloved. And so divine beloved could be whoever you practice to. So I would say divine God, please change me into one who is willing to receive. Please change me into someone who knows her own worth. Joy talked about that. Please change me into someone who gratefully receives all that you have to offer me. Gratefulness. Please change me into someone who provides others with the delight of giving to me, recognizing the soul in others. Thank you guys so much for having me on today. I am grateful for you, Charlene, and I am grateful for you, Joy. We are grateful for you, Lisa. Oh my gosh. This has been so beautiful in so many ways. And that's the perfect ending to this episode. But we always like to leave our listeners, I'm not going to use the word challenge. I'm going to use the word reflection. Lisa, what would you want to leave with our listeners today for them to reflect upon? Well, actually, Charlene, I, I like challenge for this, but I'll, I'll go with, see if I can do both. How's that? So okay. the reflective piece that I think I'd like to offer is, is to be aware, be aware of your body, be aware of when you are receiving what's going on in your body, not only just your head, but your heart as well, what's really happening. And then the challenge I would offer is open your arms, embrace when someone is giving to you, receive it because it is your gift. I like that. Very nice. And so as you take the reflection and the challenge, um, let's put one challenge, let's put one of our challenges out there that we're going to do. I'm going to challenge myself to say, thank you. Mm -hmm. Nothing more, nothing nothing less. Joy? I'll challenge myself to ask for help. Before I uh, try and take it all on. Mm, that's good. <laughs> that's a good that's one. good. And I'm going to challenge myself just to continue to say thank you and receive it. Yeah. Yeah. So, Lisa, t- tell us where people can find you. So on Instagram, website. Thank you. Give it to us. Give it, give us all. Yeah, Charlene. So you can find me on my website at this moment and Instagram will be coming soon, but Lisa Turner That is where you can find me. And I look forward yeah. to connecting with everyone. Thank you. And of course you see why Lisa was one of our initial community members that we had on the show. 
And mm-hmm. Lisa, you know, you got a home here on the Homework Podcast. So whenever you want to come back, you don't have to wait for the invitation to come your way. Come, come, come our way. We will be glad to have you here. Joy, can you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes, people can come try and receive on my treatment table <laughs> by coming to joy-andrews.com. You can find me there. And that's the easiest way to get in contact with me. Awesome. What about you, Charlene? Anyone that wants to contact me can find me at pushplaycoaching at gmail.com or Instagram at pushplaycoaching. And if you are interested in sending our podcast out to this podcast out to your family and friends, please do so. You can find us on all podcast platforms at the homework pod. Send us an email at the homework pod at gmail.com. And don't forget, we have a website now, Joy. What's the website? Mm-hmm. The homework Hit us up on all of our social media platforms. And again, hit that share and like button. If you got something out of this podcast, Somebody you know will get something out of it as well. So do share. Until next time, this is the Homework Pod with Charlotte and Joy. Hey, it's producer Mike from the Homework Podcast. If you want to check out episodes like this one, head over to thehomeworkpod.com. And remember, let's do some homework together.